Okay. Okay. Well, hi, my name's Jeff Johnson. I'm the Megatronics product manager for Beckoff Automation. Thanks for coming today. I was, about five minutes ago, I was feeling like the Maytag repairman, but I'm glad you showed up. So today what I want to talk about is lin linear transport systems, um, how they can be used in the interlogistics. So linear transport systems, what we mean by a linear transport system is we're taking and we're combining the rotary and linear technology. So when you look at the XTS, the movers can go in a complete circle, so that would be a rotary component. But then when you look at each motor section, we're taking advantage of a, a linear motor. So on a traditional linear motor, you'd have the magnet plates, which would be physically mounted to the machine, and then you would have coils or the mover that would move back and forth, but that's gonna require cables and everything. So what we've done with the XTS is we've actually flipped the technology. So the movers, as we'll get into it, are completely passive, and then all the electronics are in the motor module itself. So what are the benefits of a linear transport system? Um, we can increase efficiency by enabling continuous flow. Um, we can reduce the footprint. Um, it's a very few small components, so we can reduce the footprint of the machines. We can reduce the time to market, again, because we've got simplified software and hardware designs. Um, unlimited applications, we'll go through a lot of different examples of how you can use mechanical tooling between movers to do different functions on the machines. And then we can also eliminate downtime because now we can adjust to different lot sizes, different products via software instead of mechanical changeovers. So what the system does is we have outstanding dynamics. So we can do intermittent motion. We can combine the motion of movers. So we can work independently with movers. We can also work um, multiple products at the same time of different sizes. We can synchronize by the process so we can stop intermittently in, in between at different stations, but still give the appearance of continuous flow in and out of the system. And then we also have uh, maximum positioning accuracy and then jerk-free acceleration, so we can give you a very fast, very smooth motion. So basic functions of a system. We have a mover. Um, we can do up to four meters per second. So movers can move independently. We can group movers together, move them as groups. We can take one mover, position it. We can also take a second mover and apply a force. So again, now we can use a combination of different movers. And then it also, um, you know, again, we can have synchronized groups or independent motion with everything. So again, for at least selectable track layouts, um, we have individual group control, individual and group control. We have ease of integration into existing environments. And we can also implement the motion and handling tasks. So we can implement from a software standpoint, um, from a software, implement different mechanical motions for you. So from a configuration standpoint, you know, oh, back up. We can do ovals. We can do extended lengths. So we can go up to about 120 meters of track and up to about 200 movers So in, in one system. We have different shapes. We can do S-curves. We can do ovals. Um, we can do just straight sections. We can also do um, inside ovals or outside ovals. So we have a lot of different configurations. From a distribution standpoint, um, one application would be we could have a, a track above a product flow. And then by 
moving the movers back and forth, we can divert product to one lane or the other. We can also do gapping of asynchronous products. So again, we can have asynchronous product coming in. The movers can come around. Now we can do a consistent gap going out. So again, we can take asynchronous flow in and then have a nice synchronized flow going out of the system. We can also you know, group the movers to um, grouping of products. So again, we can have asynchronous flow coming in and then by manipulating the movers, we can grab one product, we can grab two, or we could create stacks of products. So again, the whole idea with the movers, each set of movers can act differently for each step. So in, in theory, you could have like a lot size of one. So here's an example. This was a show that we did in uh, Germany a few years ago. And the nice thing to notice here, if you watch, right here we've got a little cam action between two movers and allows us to raise and lower product. So again, as in here, we've got like three different tracks running. And then we're showing how we can group movers as they move around here. We're lifting them up and down. And here we've got switching cans from one track to the other. So again, it's showing how we can use the combination of movers to do mechanical operations on your machine and also coordinate between multiple systems. On the back side here, we're actually having little XTSs standing on end to lift and raise and lower product. So again, you can see here how we're moving products in, you know, and bring four, you know, wait till we get a group of four and then do an action on it. So again, you can change the grouping on the fly of each of them. <coughs> so rotating kinematics. So another nice feature is you can have parallel tracks. And then by manipulating the movers and doing your, your kinematics between, we can shift product left and right. We can rotate product. So again, as you're thinking about it, it's not just another conveyor system. It's really a kinematic system that as you think about what you can do mechanically, whatever you can design mechanically and define the kinematics, we can create the motion to do those functions for you. So it's one of those things where you want to step outside the box and start looking at your process and look at what you're doing and say, okay, if I change things, what else can I eliminate on the machine or in, in the system by combining different functionality to this? Again, what we can do is we can um, push products so we can create gap interspaces between product. We can clamp so we could have one mover doing a position and then take the second mover and clamp a product. So we can apply a, a force with one and then position with the other. We can also do kinematics so, so you could like lift a product or you could open you know, or you could close lids and stuff. So again, here's an example, a little animation of how you could either lift a product or you could close a, close a lid on a product. Again, now here's an example. Say we've got a, a line running and we want to discharge a product left or right. So what you can do is you can have the mechanical linkages between two, two movers, and then as you move them together, you could actually tilt your platform. Again, here's an example of it running. You get to a position, you want to discharge it. You move the one side, it discharges it. So now again, now you've eliminated external, I don't need external equipment to take and push that toad off. I can just tilt and let it slide off onto a 
whatever, like another conveyor, another system would, and what you're doing with it. There we go. Again, now here we're showing some kinematics where we've got a little gear, like a racking gear, so we could actually, as we push the movers together, we could rotate a product, or we could even maybe do a capping or some type of application with it. So it shows here, you know, we move it together, we can apply a label, or we could apply a cap to it. So the XTS is a very modular system. When you look at it, when we say simplify time to market, well, one of the, the ways we do it is that, you know, look at there's very few components. So with five different components, we have a control system, we have motor modules, movers, and then a guide rail. So the motor module, so from a performance standpoint, what we can do is we can do 100 newtons um, peak force, 80 newtons at about two meters per second. We can apply 30 newtons continuously. We can reach speeds up to four meters per second. We can do up to a 10G acceleration with it. And again, it's jerk-free acceleration, so we're gonna have very smooth motion. Um, our absolute accuracy, we say around 0.15 millimeters, but we have a repeatability of 10 micrometers. So a lot of cases, um, some high-speed packaging stuff, we might need that repeatability. Typically in interlogistics, we don't need to get down that 10 micrometer precision, but it's possible if need be. Again, from a system length, um, it's about a, somewhere between 100 and 120 meters would be the maximum length and up to 200 movers. So it's sort of a sliding scale. The longer the track, the less movers, the more movers. The track might have to get a little bit sho shorter um, overall performance of the system. So from a motor module standpoint, we have our 250 millimeter straight sections. We have a 180 degree clothoid, which would be 500 millimeters in travel. And then we also have a, a 45 and then a plus and minus 22 and a half degree curve. And again, those, are, those three are all 250 millimeters. So the 250 millimeters is on the center of the, the coil plate right there. And same thing for the 180, the 500 degree travel is around like the middle of the, the coil package. <coughs> so inside the motor module, what we do is we've got the motor or the coil to energize the coils to move the magnets on the movers. Um, we have all the power electronics, we have position feedback, we have the EtherCAT communications, power supply and mechanical interfaces. So everything's all built into that motor module. Again, it gives you all kinds of flexibility on what kind of track layouts that you have. Um, and again, the tracks can be horizontal or vertical. So a new feature that we have, we also have track management. So what that allows you to do is to shift tracks or mover, move movers from one track to the other. So the nice thing here is now you, it can exchange movers between tracks. Um, so I can have parallel processes. I can do some um, queuing of parts if I need. I can move part, you know, if I've got some movers I don't need in the system, I could go park them on a parallel track. Again, it's a very small footprint, so by adding these parallel processes, Again, we're shrinking the overall size of the machine. So here's a little video where we're using some linear rails, and we're just showing that you know how you could shift movers back and forth between it. And you notice the movers don't stop as we, as we shift 
shift them between motor modules, we're actually shifting it. So again, if you start looking at it, um, you could utilize this for um, you know, a distribution of shuttling products back and forth inside a warehouse. The nice thing is, once the part comes into the system and we're moving and shifting it around, we have complete traceability of the part. Because now we've got a hold of the part and we're gonna hang on to it all the way to the, through the process until we, we drop it off. So that's one nice feature here is we're not dropping it onto just an uncontrolled conveyor where now you have to refine the product, pick it up again, once we get the product in our system, you can trace it all the way through the different steps of what we're doing with it. So from a mover and rail system, we have two different rail systems. We have the, the Beckhoff solution. So here the rail system sits on top of the motor modules. And then there's rollers that ride along a, a guide rail around the track. It gives us our highest level dynamics because it's the lowest load, but then it, it's a lower cost, lubricant-free, but from a load standpoint, we can do a 0 .8, 0 0.8 to 1.5 kilograms. We have a sep second solution via HEPCO motion solution system where it's a V-guide rail that sits alongside the track, but then with this, we can do higher loads. We can do up to 10 kilogram loads. We can, um, the, the Service life is a lot longer on here. For our rollers, we're between like five and 8,000 kilometers for our roller life, um, which is typically when you start looking at kilometers per day and everything is in that three to six month time frame, where with the HEPCO guide rail, where you're looking at three to five years between servicing of it. Um, it does require lubrication, but very little lubrication. And again, we can do maximum loads. You can also pair movers together, so if you had a heavier load, a heavier tote or something you wanted to carry, you could put mechanical, you know, have two movers carry that around the track to give you um, a higher payload. This is an example showing our, our rail system. So again, here it gives you a little better view. Motor modules, here's our guide rail, and then the movers. This is the encoder flag down here. And this is an example of a HEPCO system. And you notice here now, you know, we've got a very large overhung load. It's a lot more robust system. From a control system standpoint, TwinCat's our programming software. So it's an IEC 1131 programming language. And we have an XTS extension. So we have an extension that decouples the servo algorithms from the movers. So when you look at it from a typical motion application, we've got our PLC running. We have TwinCat motion control, point to point. And then you have access. So each mover is just like a standard axis like you think about it today. If a, a standard servo application, you've got an axis that moves back and forth, it's the same thing. Maybe I'm gonna do a position move, I'm gonna do a velocity move, maybe I'm gonna gear it or cam it. You can do the exact same thing with the movers. The big difference is we have this virtual connection because in a standard servo system, each axis is tied to a physical servo drive and a physical servo motor. So when you look at the XTS, the motor or the mover is unique, but as it moves around the track, it's gonna be being driven by a different, um, think by a different drive. Each motor, think of each motor module as a drive, it's gonna have a different drive as it moves around the track. So we have this virtual connection. And the way that works is we have our application software, we have our NC, we have this XTS extension or we call it a soft drive. And basically what this does, it runs every 250 microseconds 
And every 250 microseconds, it's looking to see where the mover is on the track and what's, where it needs to go. And then we keep updating the currents to that specific motor module to move it around the track. So this soft drive allows it basically, it's, um, it eliminates all the guesswork from your end. You're just controlling an axis where you want it to go, how you want it to move. And then we take care of figuring out where it is on the track and what section of the motor modules we have to energize to move it. Um, again, we have the full complement of servo functions. So we can, um, we can do our flying saw. We can do gear, gear movers together. We can do cam plates. We can apply forces. But the nice thing is we add the um, collision avoidance on top of it. So as you think about it, you've got all those movers. You don't want them to collide. So you can create a collision avoidance group and say, I don't want the movers to get any closer than this distance together. And even though you would tell two movers to go to the exact same spot, one would stop at that spot. The next one would stop that far behind. Another one comes up. And then when this one leaves, it would move up. So again, we take care of all that um, math of making things, sure things don't hit. So it simplifies your programming of the system. From a software standpoint, we have a system configuration. We allow you to do the access and control parameters for the movers. And then we also have an online visualization. So it allows you, with TwinCat, um, our development software is free. So if you'd want to sit there and say, gee, this is really neat. I'd like to play with it. You could go up to our website, download TwinCat, run it on your laptop, and you could fully simulate a system running on your laptop. There's no, no development cost to that. So nice thing here is now I can go test my system, test all my motion, see how everything's running visually. And then when I get on the machine, I've got it all debugged. So it's, it's a really nice feature. <coughs> Next, I want to talk about X-Planer. So this is a new technology we're developing. We're currently doing beta sites in Germany with this system. Um, we're about a year away from launching this product in the US. But I wanted to give you a, a preview of it, because we think of it as it's going to be a revolutionary um, product for us also, just like the XTSs. So the X-Planer, it's a free-floating movers, no contact. So we have movers that we levitate above a surface. So it gives you free, so it's, um, there's no mechanical wear. It's free-floating, a very clean system. It gives us six degrees of movement. So we have a planar tile. So this would be the, where we're going to apply power down below. We're going to energize coils to levitate and float the movers. So each mover is passive. Again, there's no electronics, um, no mechanics. It's just there's magnets in the, in the mover. And then, again, on the planar floor, you basically can do a ran any type of random layout that you want. And then you can also cover the surface. So in case you're like needing a clean room type application or something like that, you could put a seal over the top of this. Again, a very small, complex system. We have our control system, which runs on TwinCat. We have the planar tiles. And then we have four different sizes of mover. We'll have four different sizes of movers. From a, so each mover we can do up to six kilograms. If you combine movers together, you could get greater than six kilograms. We can lift, lift uh, we can tilt the tile by five degrees. So let's say you're tr going to transport liquids or something like that. We could tilt it, accelerate, and then tilt it back down so we're not sloshing any of the, the liquids. 
We can rotate. We have a special tile where you can actually rotate the mover completely 360 degrees. On a standard tile, we can rotate the tile by plus or minus 15 degrees. And then we also have the XY location, and then we can raise and lower the mover by five millimeters. So the planar tile, again, this is the bottom view. We have our EtherCAT communications, and then uh, it's a 120 or 230 volt AC for incoming power. Um, so again, you would mount these on the base of your machine. It contains all the power electronics, all your feedback electronics, um, everything that you would need to drive it. So then the top part, again, the mover is just passive. From a highly flexible layout, um, so from a geometry standpoint, again, you can do rectangles, you could do long, long lanes, you could add passing lanes. So again, the, the layout is pretty much whatever you can come up with as you connect them together, that would be your, your machine layout. The tiles are uh, 24 by 24 centimeters, so basically 10 inches by 10 inches. So again, different shapes, we could do rings, we could do large floors, you could create waiting zones, and then you could also do freeform shapes. So again, here's some different th things here. Now think about it from a motion standpoint, from a flexibility standpoint. I'm going down, I'm doing some process, well, so I've got one part here that I'm done. I don't need these other options. I can immediately jump out a line and then go on down to the end of the process. So now you're not dictated by, I've got to wait till everyone processed online. You can go and you can pass. I can, if I need to wait for something, I could move a mover and park it in a waiting zone. So maybe I'm filling up a bunch of totes and now I want to wait till I get all the totes that would have to go out for this order. I could park them when I have the three totes I need, then I would move them to the discharge area. Um, again, I could have incoming product and I could divide to multiple lanes and then I can do in-feed and out-feed. So again, you're getting this free format of movement. Again, I can move it all, it, basically wherever you want to move it. So different type tracks. Um, so again, here in your work area, you can define, you know, like a main track. I can have sub-tracks or sub-processes. And so the mover could come around and then decide, oh, I need to do this process, jump in here jump to different tracks. So again, it's not a fixed path. You can define multiple tracks, multiple paths, and then decide where you want the mover to move. We're also looking at, this will be stage three, this won't be in the first release, but we're looking at is where essentially using AI, we'll say, I've got mover one, I want to go to seven, two, I want to go to six, and then internally we'll calculate the pass for you. That way we'd say, okay, we can, I can do this move, I can do this move, and we'll make sure they don't collide there for you. <coughs> so we have two starter kits that um, initially we'll be going. So if this is something you're interested in, um, you'll be able to buy starter kits. They'll be delivered about a year from now is when we would actually deliver the starter kits. But the two starter kits, one would be um, six tiles with four movers, or 12 tiles with four movers. It would come with pre-installed software, uh, control cabinet, everything wired up. So basically you take it out of the box and you're allowed, um, you get up and start debugging and testing or doing your own proof of concept with it. So from a tile standpoint, we've got um, a standard tile. 
which is 240 by 240. This would allow you to do the XY motion and then the plus or minus um, 15 degrees rotation. Then we have a second tile where it would allow you to do a complete 360 degree rotation along with the XY movement over the tile of the, the mover itself. So again, in zones where you'd want to rotate the product 360, you'd have one of these tiles. When you're doing just straight motion, you'd use one of these tiles. We're planning on four different mover types. So we'll have our standard mover is 155 by 155, carry about a one and a half kilogram payload. We'll have a smaller 0.45, and then our largest mover is 275 by 275. And that could carry up to um, six kilograms. Again, then if you've got higher payloads, you could do mechanical coupling between multiple movers and carry a, a heavier load if need be. Again, with this, our speed is going to be four meters per second. Um, acceleration is a little bit lower, so about a 2G acceleration. Um, again, we can do uh, five millimeters in, in lifting the hut up and down, 360 or plus or minus 15 degrees, uh, about one micrometer of um, resol position resolution X, Y, and Z, and 0 0.001 degrees for A, B, and C rotations. About a 50 micrometer repeatability for our positioning. Uh, from a power consumption standpoint, um, moving um, per mover about two millimeters, removing the mover about two millimeters above the height, um, unloaded, we'd be consuming about 115 watts of power. So here's a little video of it. There you can see the XY motion, you can see the rotate plus or minus 15, and you can also see as we're tilting, the, tilting it. This video here, this is um, when we introduced it at um, the SPS show in uh, Germany last fall. So in this one, we actually have an XTS system that's feeding parts. And then it's going to the different stations, an inspection station. Um, we're doing maybe like a gluing or some type of application. So it's sort of showing the com combination of the two different systems. If you notice up on the XTS system up here, when it backs up, you'll see that we're actually carrying the part around the curve. So even though we've got like the fixed movers when we go around the curve, we have a function called geocompensation. So as we go around the curve, you know, if you think of your tooling, it's easy to hold in the straight. But now as I go around the curve, my tooling's going to want to, you know, angle out. So what we have is called geocompensation. So as we go around the curve, it's going to automatically adjust. You can tell it what the tooling length is. So as we go around the curve, we're going to try to maintain as much of a, a parallel gap on the tool all the way around the curve without dropping your, your parts. So we have, again, from a sim simplify your programming, you can apply the geocomp, and that will take care of the math going around the curves for you on the system. With that, that's a 
presentation. Any questions? Yeah, this is back off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so with Beckoff, our headquarters is in uh, Farrell, Germany. So we do all our design and development manufacturing there. Our US headquarters is in Savage, Minnesota. And then we sell direct. We don't go through distribution. So in all the different areas around the country, we'll have a local office with a sales and applications team. No, it can move anywhere in the grid. Anywhere. anywhere. It's not limited. It's not limited. No, so it can move, you know, between. So the tiles underneath, each tile underneath has 144 coils. And then as you move from one tile to the other, it's, it's completely usable. Even on the XTS, how, you know, you would go from one motor module to the other, we can fully utilize um, the entire path. So it doesn't matter if you're parked between motor modules or if I'm parked between tiles, we don't care. It, it's, if I'm in the middle of a mover, or the middle of a tile is no different than being um, straddling two of them. So we take care of that. We know that we know the position of it, and we know we have to energize coils on one or the other. So that's the nice thing about both systems. Your whole path is completely, you, you can utilize the whole path. It's not like we've got positions where, nope, you can't stop here. You can go anywhere you want on that entire path. We have a running XTS in, in our, was it 40? 4026 are both. We have an XTS system running there if you're interested. Okay, well, thanks for coming. Thank you.